Welcome to T3, Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. Your host is Jose Negron. We take the guesswork out of technological jargon so that you know what's next, why it's great or not so great, and how you can benefit from it by learning about it early. Now, here is Jose Negron. Welcome, everybody. This is your host, Jose Negron, on voiceamerica.com on the Variety Channel, hosting the lead technology show, T3, today, tomorrow's technologies, every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time or East Coast Time, noon East Coast Time. Uh, I'll let you know that you can follow us on Monday and Tuesday. Just check your local listing at Voice America, the Variety Channel, and go to T3. As always, I'd like to thank our audience because we continue to grow and especially our international audience. I'm always amazed at the numbers who reach in to uh, listen to T3 on our podcast, uh, to join our podcast. And we've done this for, this is our fifth season. Go to voiceamerica.com, the Variety Channel. As a reminder, what we try to do is have a discussion between the techies, uh, they integrate uh, the scientific, engineering, and innovators' challenges or innovations out there, I call them the gadgets, with the non-techie folks. And that's critical to me, uh, just to have a, a dialogue where we don't get too deep in the in the scientific uh, implementation of a particular technology, but more importantly, how do we use that technology? Uh, how do we improve our lifestyle? And so that is critical to me as we discuss, uh, um, have our discussion really with uh, uh, technology, uh, with the techies and the non-techie folks. As always, uh, if you have any questions, please call us at 866 866- Four seven two five seven eight eight, or email me at todaytomorrowstechnologies at gmail.com. Our show today is cu- quite interesting. Uh, over the weekend, I had an opportunity to drive my new car uh, a fairly good distance, and I had a chance to drive my new motorcycle a fairly good distance. And I got to the compare and think about all the technologies that are in the current automobiles today. And at the same time, I started thinking about all the technologies that my new motorcycle has and I and I started you know thinking about wow we have really come a long way as far as the technology I'm not sure I'm using all of it so the t- title of the show today is understanding or misunderstanding of technology advancements some folks are very happy to get the new technology I couldn't wait to get the touchscreen on my motorcycles and some of the gadgets but there's some gadgets I'm still trying to or advancements in the uh, in the in the boombox itself, uh, trying to understand the entire info system. And uh, as you can tell, I got a Harley. Uh, I have a guest today, uh, my good friend Dick Ross, a former naval aviator, uh, technology expert, uh, a lead uh, entrepreneur as far as getting uh, innovator and early adopter of new technology. So I asked him, let's just have a discussion on, uh, you have gotten a new vehicle, I've uh, bought a new vehicle, you've gotten a fairly new uh, motorcycle, and I just got a new motorcycle. Let's talk about some of the technologies inside. Dick and I both had the opportunity to participate in the DARPA Grand Challenge and the 2002 development of the challenge, and of course the kickoff in 2004. So it's been over 15 years, and since that, technology has quickly uh, grown in the development of uh, technology uh, safety features in the in the vehicles itself, both the motorcycles and automobiles. So, Dick, welcome to the show. Thank you for participating. I look forward to hearing some of your comments. Yeah, this sounds like a good one because uh, I'll tell you what; these uh, new uh, new vehicles sure have a lot of gadgets. 
They do. And I I titled the show today, Understanding or Misunderstanding of Technology Advancements. I know sometimes you get a little prickly when you uh, see a technology. uh, You're an old schooler that likes to do things the the old way, but at the same time, you accommodate the new inventions going on. So I thought uh, I'll just turn it over to you. What are some of the kind of uh, things you've seen in in the new vehicles that you're either impressed or not impressed? Well, I, I tell you, I first started seeing them just on your uh, fairly new car when I was uh, back uh, back there in your area a while back with the uh, all the blind spot monitoring and all the little uh, safety um, uh, sensor inputs that you were getting, which which I, I thought that was pretty neat. But uh, recently, I just uh, picked up a new vehicle, and I was I was really surprised at how much stuff is in there. Uh, you know, all of this goes back to, as you had said before, it goes back to a lot of the work that was done when we did that uh, autonomous grand challenge. It's uh, a lot of these little millimeter wave radars, uh, a lot of uh, video sensors. Just uh, all that technology has been adapted or adopted by the uh, automotive and motorcycle industries, and. Yeah, it is um, enhancing uh, the safety features of the vehicles. So uh, I'm 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 pleased for the most part. Some of the stuff uh, I'll turn off, but most of it I'll use. Well, what's uh, what's really interesting to me as I was driving, like I said, I had the opportunity to drive uh, my new vehicle for a fairly good distance over the weekend to go visit the, my daughter and the granddaughters, and 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 then of course I got the chance to get a new uh, motorcycle, and and just looking at the owner's manual, looking at the technology that was incorporated both in the automobile and the motorcycle, it was blowing my, me away, and I'm going wow. Uh, these two vehicles will enable, of course, a safer ride, a more enjoyable ride, and, of course, a more comfortable ride. So, you, you know, I started looking at what are the details or what are the systems within the technology that you can find in both the automobile and the new motorcycles. And it, it was quite uh, interesting to me as I compared the automobile with the motorcycles and some of the features it had and some of the capabilities. And some things just interact automatically. Others, you have to deal with them as you learn them, and in fact, there's two or three things that uh, both in my car that I learned over the weekend, uh, and then of course the motorcycle. I'm still trying to chase down a couple of the intercom systems uh, uh, technologies that I, I either it's not working or I just can't find it. But I, I do find it kind of interesting because uh, you know when someone says uh, it's intuitive, uh, give it to the younger kids. I, I find some of these things uh, very difficult. But as you said, it's functional. It started. It it, it helps. So let's just walk down the uh, automobile because I had a chance to work. Uh, you know, let's see. Uh, I do have the, the latest technology package, and it's quite surprising. You know, it goes from uh, the cruise control to collision avoidance to the pod key, uh, you know, that starts a car or unlocks the car, opens up the trunk. All those uh, little RF signals that the car has, heated seats, the the uh, uh, the air conditioning or the air blowers in the seats. So, you start thinking about all this. So this is the comfort, the safety, uh, the practicality. Uh, some of it is just uh, gee whizzed kind of stuff, but some of it is as you get used to it uh, or get pampered, or, uh, as I say, is quite interesting. Uh, what do you look at as you saw your new vehicle? Well, you know, uh, uh, as you mentioned that we were going to be discussing this, I went back through and did a quick look at uh, 
Oh, some of the primary new uh, technologies that are in uh, in this vehicle, and I'm, I'm just going to go right through the list real quick. But yeah, as you yeah. said, blind spot monitoring, pre-collision system or collision avoidance system for the front of the car, uh, lane departure alerts, you know, where it's looking down there at the stripes, and if it sees you go over the stripe, it tells you and actually nudges the car a little bit. Rear collision traffic alerts, which are kind of like a pre-collision thing for the back of the car instead of the front of the car. Uh, dynamic radar cruise control, where you can set your distances, and you know your car will adapt and and stay. It will slow down if there's a car in front of you. Once you get at a, a, a preset to your comfort level, a distance, it will maintain that distance. You know, and then you got your <clears throat> auto stop start. And if, if you're mm-hmm. stuck in D.C. traffic, that will save you some gas. I mean, I was a little iffy on that, but with the stop and go, it, it'll, it'll do that. Of course, you can turn it off if you want. Uh, one thing I really like for off-road is a little button that says downhill assist. It basically oh. means you don't have to hit the brakes very much. You're just driving, going down steep, rugged mountains. Right. You got auto high beam. In other words, the car senses when there's nobody coming at you and the light level is such that you should have high beams on, and it'll just turn them on. Yeah. And if yeah. it sees a car coming, it, it puts them back below. Automatic well, heated yeah. uh, windshield wipers. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Uh, and, of course, the advanced GPS systems that we've got, voice commands, Bluetooth, Siri, all of that. <laughs> Yeah, I find that quite interesting, especially as we develop, uh, as we talk about it on the radio show. I mean, I looked at initially uh, three years ago as I was getting my new car, and I'm going, I really need to get a new car because I've been getting used cars. I wonder where the technology is now, and it's quite surprising. Even from a 2017 to 2019 jump on a vehicle, the extra comfort, the extra gadgets in the car is quite amazing. Uh, That is quite a big list. Is there one thing that impresses you the most? Um, well, the overall package where the integration of the radars that are looking off to the sides for the blind spot monitoring, the ones that are in the nose of the car, which also assist with the dynamic uh, cruise, cruise control, it's a good package, and you can set it to basically uh, maintain your car uh, at a level where you like it. To drive, and if for some reason you get distracted real quick, and say somebody slows down in front of you, you know the car's going to alert you, and yeah. it's going to start slowing down. And uh, that that particular integrated set of features, uh, well, I can see why when I pick up the new car and come to find out my auto insurance went down, not up. Yeah. Well, yes. it's all the safety stuff. It's a safety stuff, and I played a lot with, a, like I said, uh, with a cruise control because of the long trip and that uh, that distance uh, of uh, either uh, increasing the distance between the car in front of me or decreasing the distance, uh, also increasing the the uh, what is it the the mileage itself as far as uh, how fast I was going uh, was quite interesting to me. I could play with that, and and then of course the as you get distracted or you look away. The collision avoidance or the side mirrors as uh, it detected uh, oncoming cars getting ready to pass you. So that whole integrated package was quite interesting as I began to monitor it. Then I, I started playing with the uh, the intercom system or the radio as far as the CarPlay, GPS, radio, phone call interaction. That, that was quite a, a diversity there. I was quite interested in how it was working. And this is the reason why... 
I, I chose the topic understanding or misunderstanding of technology advancements because some people hate that uh, and some people can live with it and learn from it and just enjoy the ride. And that's certainly what I ended up doing in my automobile uh, ride down to uh, Richmond uh, this past weekend and did that several times too. So uh, going downhill, that was interesting. I, I had not experienced that yet, uh, Dick. Uh, I'm sure that's quite uh, quite an interesting uh, feature in your car, so you're not well, pumping yeah, the brakes. That, that, that's yeah. for uh, that's for a vehicle that's uh, that's pretty good for off road. You know, it's it's along with your four wheel drive buttons and all that. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, when you've got a four wheel drive, a full four wheel drive, uh, that that capability is usually there nowadays. Yeah. And as you said, I, I do like uh, the integration of the beams, a high beam, low beam uh, uh, situation where it automatically just changes the settings for you. So you can do it manually if you need to, but uh, usually the car is responsive a little bit faster than you are. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, and yeah, you can just, you can just uh, uh, as you said, you can ignore it and go manual or you, you put it in the it will work mode and then you don't have to worry about it. Exactly. So uh, as I was driving my motorcycle back, uh, I noticed that uh, at least in the new Harleys, uh, uh, the 2020 Limited, I I have a touchscreen, I have a boombox, radio works, telephone works. Uh, It's pretty amazing uh, the capability I have on my motorcycle, Uh, the uh, potential of heated seats. uh, I do have heated uh, hand grips, uh, the cruise control. All those things are there. one thing I do not have, which will be coming on motorcycles, probably the, uh, you know, the collision avoidance eventually will be coming. <laughs> oh, actually, uh, how about I your new bike? Yeah, I, actually, I think there's some collision alert stuff already out there on some of the uh, uh, Honda systems, uh, okay. some of their top of the line ones. But uh, anyway, yeah, mine's not quite as new. Yeah, I'm, I'm like six years old. But being being a, uh, a German bike and all that, it's got a lot of stuff on it. It, it has the same uh, drawback as uh, your bikes have. It's got so much electronics, if you don't have a little charger to keep it uh, charged up, your battery's going to go dead if you let it sit around <laughs> for a couple of weeks because it's yeah. just sitting there running half that stuff. But um, when you talk about the heated uh, uh, grips, that's good. The uh, ABS, the uh, uh, a braking yep. system, which Anti- you can turn off because my bike is on-road and off-road, and you don't want ABS if you're out in the dirt. Correct. It, it, correct. It'll, it'll mess you up. But anyway, yeah. it's got that and an on-the-fly adjustment to your uh, suspension system. So that's pretty nice stuff. And then over towards uh, some of the intercom stuff you're talking about, the bike doesn't have it. But shoot, i got a helmet sitting here uh over on the desk, just getting a, a recharge on the Bluetooth. It's a, it's a mesh network helmet. You know, it'll pick up your phone. It'll talk to the guy on the bike next to you and all that. And that comes on helmets that are r- relatively inexpensive now. Yeah, I just got picked one up. Uh, you know, you can buy those uh, wireless headsets now or inside the helmet itself is what you're talking about. And yeah, it's exactly. Quite it was already built in, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's quite interesting as all this technology is around us, even the materials of the clothing that we wear, uh, you know, when I look at the fabric and the uh, uh, able to breathe fabric, uh, especially on motorcycles when you get real hot out there. So it's quite interesting uh, for that. Uh, we've got a couple more minutes. Any any other thoughts on your motorcycle or your uh, vehicle itself? Um. 
No, not really. As I said, I, I don't have all the entertainment stuff because this is a on and off road bike, but it does have uh, some nice functionalities. Um, uh, and it's fully uh, digital uh, uh, instrument cluster, which um, I guess that's kind of all right. But tell you the truth, I like the analog uh, type stuff. <laughs> you know, no, I, I was quite I impressed with the my digital. Turn. I, I have both yeah. uh, digital and analog, but I was quite impressed with both. But I can understand why. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes the digital doesn't, uh, as you said, the the bad thing is you got to keep it charged. But anyway, folks, we've got about a minute left. Let me just quickly summarize. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here with uh, my good friend uh, Dick Ross, former naval aviator, a technology enthusiast. Uh, we're both on the early adopters of new technologies. We like to experiment, at least touch it and see whether we like it or not. As, as you can tell, Tell Dick likes some things uh, very digitized or very advanced, and other times he would like the older system. I'm a, I'm in the middle of both, but we both like to explore new technologies. We both like to get our hands dirty on the new technology. We've been doing this for quite some time, over 40 years, so we're both impressed uh, as far as the how technology has advanced, both in the automobile and also in our motorcycles. When we come back in the next section, I'll I'll talk a little bit about. Uh, the top 26 automobile uh, inventions of all times. And I'll talk about the, the, there's another list of the 20 greatest innovations and inventions of automobile engineering. So let's compare the two lists. I, I find it fascinating at what time these inventions came out and when they were actually employed in these cars. Uh, this is your host, Jose Negron. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice America Variety Channel. Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation. Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to today tomorrow's technologies to reach the program today please call in to 1-866-472-5788 
That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to today, tomorrow's technologies at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, folks. Let's continue with our program, T3. The topic today is understanding or misunderstanding of technology advancements. My guest today is Mr. Dick Ross, a former naval aviator and most enthusiastic person I know, working on new innovation, new technology. He's really a pioneer and uh, loves to get his hands uh, on new technology. Uh, The first hour we spent uh, just talking about the latest automobiles that we both have purchased in in a couple motorcycles that we both have and I enjoy riding and I I had the opportunity to take a long trip over the weekend both in in my car as well as my motorcycle and I started thinking about some of the similarities on the technology both on the motorcycle and and the the automobile itself. Uh, Now I'd like to switch back and I I got a couple articles here. The first article is the top 26 automobile inventions of all time. It was written by Chris Riley, uh, May uh, 29. 19, and he goes through a list of uh, the top inventions that made the automobile what it is today. Uh, and, and and I look at this, and historically, I can I can find a lot of interest because by the time the technology was developed and then implemented in the vehicles itself, uh, it's been uh, quite impressive. But I also know that in the since 2004, which is about what uh, uh, 15 years ago, which is the first grand challenge. I mean, a lot of this technology. Technology has come to uh, be revolutionized uh, the automobile industry, and a lot of it had to do with the uh, Grand Challenge uh, event itself. A lot of the uh, major manufacturers were already. T- uh, tinkering around with the these uh, sensor capability, radar sensing, GPS, uh, a lot of the RF capability either to turn on your car while you're still outside. Uh, so a lot of this was uh, was. Uh, uh, thought about, but it actually, I think, sped up after the 2004 Grand Challenge. So let's start off with uh, the top 26 automobile innovations. I have another article uh, that we'll talk about a little bit later, but the first one, of course, is a steam engine. Uh, and a steam engine came out uh, by James Watt in 1775. Uh, most people put that as the, the very beginning of the uh, uh, automobile, uh, beginnings of the automobile engineer. Uh, and it wasn't until Henry Ford really mastered uh, the, uh, his uh, uh, Model T car and made it mass productions. But the, as I go back a little bit, electrical cars were around a little bit. Uh, they weren't uh, fancied as much, but uh, uh, people were still investigating electrical cars. Uh, the gasoline engine followed in about 1920. So there was a, a, quite a jump there from uh, uh, 1775 where the engine and the 19. 1920 gas engine, the autom- automatic transmission came out in 1940. Uh, I look at these things because uh, you know we take a lot of this stuff for granted, at least I do. And but when you go back and look, take a look at the history, it's quite interesting. Uh, the electronic stability system that able to computerize uh, the system, make uh, the car uh, easier to manage, and especially vectoring uh, uh, the torque uh, into your individual tires, and especially uh, a lot of you guys. 
guys who like to go off road and uh, and uh, have the off roading uh, uh, sensing both in the four wheel drive and the two wheel drive. So that's kind of interesting. And then of course the electronic torque vectoring differential, which was important for a lot of the off road uh, folks uh, when you have torque vectoring in a various engines. Your onboard diagnostic. I mean the biggest complaint that most people have on their vi- new vehicles today is that in the sixty you know early 50s, 60s, 70s, you could work on your car. They start changing in the mid-70s, 80s into more digital capability. So now you got to take it to a body shop. And, and of course, Dick's uh, background as uh, when he just left high school was a, in a mechanic. So he can talk a little bit about that. Dick, uh, let's talk a little bit about the changes from the time you were, you know, getting out of high school, learning about vehicles and today. Because you, you like to tinker around your vehicle. You even had a race car that you tinker around. What what did you see? What do you see the difference? Well, you know, uh, shoot, back uh, when I was uh, going through college and, and kind of working part-time as a mechanic and all that, you know, our, our, uh, there wasn't anything really electronic uh, by today's standards in the 70, early 70s. I mean, even your uh, ignition system had points. And uh, one of the first things to come out was they went to the uh, – uh, actually, it's an optical uh, point system or whatever. But anyway, they went, they went more to the digital uh, type of uh, ignition, made it a little easier uh, to, uh, to make sure you set things right. And also, it, it gave you uh, the, the, the newer um, um, programmed systems are, in general, uh, more uh, robust and um, le- less prone to failure. So, so a lot of the additions that have come over the years have improved the overall serviceability and and the uh, the, the expected lifetime of the vehicles. And you know, more recently, and you've got some articles on it. You can talk about it later. But where they're putting in these uh, dual clutch transmissions and all of this kind of stuff, it's a uh, it's a uh, pretty impressive stuff. But Either you're going to have to go invest in the computer interface software and uh, the little readers to, to talk to your car slash motorcycle, or, as you said, you've got to take it into the shop. Because there's so many electronic components that are interconnected that uh, it has to be analyzed with uh, software di- diagnostics. Uh, ever increasing uh, it's uh, it, it helps you as far as uh, uh, understanding the problem set but it makes it uh, more difficult that not everybody can do it uh, as we continue the uh, development of and vehicles, the airbags came along, the electrical engines came along. Uh, uh, really, uh, it was a big push in the 1970s. Uh, everybody was fearing the oil embargo there. Uh, the production of the electric vehicle uh, took off after that. GM came out with their EV1, which is really the predecessor of all this uh, electrical technology that really took off because people were scared of the uh, oil embargo and the cost of gasoline increase. Uh, Mass uh, produced hybrid cars, uh, 1997 uh, Toyota Prius. Uh, that has continued. Uh, uh, we're still trying to get the electric car. Uh, I guess the the. the 
the most uh, I'm not a Prius fan per se uh, but uh, I know there's a lot of folks out there at least in the DC commuting range have a lot of Prius Tesla has come up uh, my good friend Joe Head rides his Tesla from Dallas to DC so uh, he likes the self-driving features of it but uh, a lot of major breakthroughs through uh, Toyota Prius uh, has been uh, developed since that time also uh, Dick talked a little bit uh, earlier especially in the high traffic volume area of the major metropolitan city is the start-to-stop technology. Uh, I know uh, uh, my uh, my friends like to use that a lot because it supports uh, uh, them and their driving around the, the city traffic uh, so that's been good. The radar-based uh, radar cruise control. Let me tell you, uh, I was quite fascinated. I, I kind of played with it a little bit over the weekend because I got a little real close to a car and uh, and I added distance to the car. So that was something uh, that I played with it a lot. I, I really liked that feature. Uh, it, it made the driving a lot uh, better for me because I like to not get real close, but I also don't want to lag behind a car, uh, especially when you're in these uh, heavy metropolitan areas because cars just go around you. The rear view uh, backup cameras, we uh, the sensor camera, automatic parking, that is one thing that I have not tried yet. I've got to start doing that. A car is capable of doing that, but I have not done the automatic parking. It'll, uh, it'll be interesting. I'll have to go. Uh, I, I'm not sure if I trust it yet, but that's something I'll have to do at the, in the uh, parking lot. Uh, Dick, have you tried automatic parking, or do you have that feature? No, I haven't, and that's one of the uh, very few uh, features that I didn't get on my latest vehicle. Okay. Uh, I would have had to go to the top of the top to have that, but it's like, uh, well, I can park a car, and with with the, um, the cameras on it that pop up on a nice screen, which nowadays has a lot better dynamic optical range so that when you're in high sunlight and all that, you can still see behind you really well uh, on those panels. Uh, Anyway, with that, I, you know, I just soon just pack, you know, park it myself. Um, Park it yourself. There are some people I know, and my sister was definitely one of them. uh, She would have really benefited a lot from uh, the auto parking because I, I think it was beyond her to be able to back up a car. So, but anyway, it's a little late for that one. That's a different story and a family. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a family issue. So let's move yeah. on to pre-collision safety. Uh, we talked a little bit about that. I know that at times, uh, if you're distracted, that certainly helps you. The new uh, headlamps, which are uh, exploding, the LED headlamps are coming out, and a lot of the new vehicles have that. GPS navigation system, I think that has gotten better and better and better. In fact, uh, in fact, I, I someone said this, that most... Most cars come with G- your internal GPS, but uh, future cars may not come with GPS internal because most people are using their phones. And I ran into that uh, uh, two weeks ago when I traveled to San Juan, Puerto Rico. I ended up uh, uh, renting a car that uh, gave me CarPlay, but I had to plug in my GPS, uh, you know, phone GPS to deal with it. It did not come up with its own GPS. So I'm curious. Uh, someone had mentioned that. I got in a vehicle that did not have GPS, and, but it did have CarPlay. Play, so I was able to uh, tie in. Uh, have you experienced that before, Dick, or not? Well, yeah. Matter of fact, uh, I uh, uh, rented a, um, a European vehicle a while back, a higher end one, and it had the uh, the CarPlay, and it had its own notorious um, 
high-tech um, navigation, information, uh, entertainment, you name it, system in the middle. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. not, I say that because uh, it, 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 there, were, there were a couple of manufacturers that were pointed out. One of them was a uh, uh, Japanese, the other was a German one, that the technology was okay. It's really sharp technology, but it was too user-unfriendly. Well, right. that's kind of what the deal was with this rental I had, but I was able to go around the entire system and just use my phone with that okay. uh, airplane. Yeah. So, and that, that yeah. was great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people Didn't are have to learn switching to right. A lot of people are moving to CarPlay. Most of the v- vehicles today had CarPlay. That surprised me. The uh, other thing we talked about uh, out of the uh, uh, 26 automobile innovations of all time is, of course, the auto security system and the push button remotes that we have. Uh, that we, uh, I mean, I can start my car from inside, which is nice, especially those of you in the northern climates that uh, before you get out to your car, you'd like it heated before you get out there. So the fobs are working great. Uh, uh, trunks right now the sensing capability of putting your foot there and the, and the trunk opens up that's been handy for a lot of the ladies who have their hands full at the time uh the music system uh dvd and cd players were big features now it comes with uh, your itune and you play right through the fuel cell uh is a uh, is probably the next big battle is the fuel cells. Uh, someone was making a big pitch for the hydrogen fuel cell. We've been developing that forever, it seems like. Uh, we haven't, we've made some progress, but it's still there. And then, of course, the, uh, we talked a little bit about satellite internet radio. If you're, ta- if you're driving for long distance, uh, I'd like to hear talk radio or uh, folks talking on the, uh, on the radio uh, for me to stay awake and so that I can engage in the conversation. We talked a little bit about the Line uh, spot monitoring, uh, high technology, uh, also Bluetooth, the driverless cars. Those things are coming, and we can see a lot of changes. So uh, I, that's just one article. Uh, it is the top 26 automobile inventions of all times. Uh, I, let me just switch real quick uh, to an article here. They're almost similar because it, it was uh, 20, 20 greatest innovation and inventions of automobile engineering from the first engine to today. It was written about a year ago, uh, May 8, 2018, uh, by Chris uh, McFadden, and he he basically n- names off the, the same types of uh, engine, although his list varies a little bit. We both agree the steam engine and uh, and James Watt in in the early 1900, as uh, you know Henry Ford began to produce his Model T, uh, the internal combustion engine made the cars uh, a little bit cheaper. That came out in 59. It really took uh, uh, first commercial uh, motor vehicle, uh, started in 1886 there. Uh, The engine, uh, uh, the starter engine uh, rendered the hand crank obsolete. So that was something that uh, a lot of folks had to deal with. Diesel engine was pretty efficient for gasoline. And so that was 1893. I'm just showing you the time frame for some of these. Anti-lock brakes uh, uh, has the ABS system that Dick talked about. It was a concept dated back into 1908. Uh, it was first produced in the motorcycles in the 1990s. So uh, new systems have it. Automatic transmission made driving a lot easier. And, uh, and that was really sold in 1932 to uh, General Motors, who produced a car in uh, in uh, 1940, and, and the discovery of 
the automatic transmission was two Brazilian engineers uh, that discovered that, and they purchased that. Power steering made driving more pleasurable. Uh, that's something uh, GM came out uh, in 1952 in the Cadillacs, so they made uh, power steering available. We talked about airbags. We talked about the electrical car engines. Uh, we talked about GPS, the 24 satellites. That's 1995, the GPS. Catalytic converter, improving air quality uh, from the 1970s uh, that came out. Uh, EPA set uh, higher standards in 1975, so catalytic converters were uh, improving air quality. And then, of course, the uh, seatbelt, the three-point seatbelt, uh, a lot of arguments about that, uh, saving lives, not saving lives. Uh, uh, my issue was I was a military guy, so if you didn't have your seatbelt, as soon as you turn on your car, you got a ticket, so I disagreed with that. Uh, fuel efficiency on the hybrids, uh, the hybrid cars, the, uh, the stability control helps stop skid, uh, uh, the ESC, electronic stability control. So onboard diagnostic, we keep talking about that. That uh, dual clutch transmission made shift shifting seamlessly. The key fobs there, another one, and the uh, uh, turbocharger increased energy, power, and fuel efficiency. All of those, uh, the uh, flashing turn signals, left left uh, let other drivers know your intentions uh, was a big one, and of course cruise control. Uh, I've played with uh, most of them. You see the list a little bit differently. Uh, the first list was more on the technology side, and the second list was more on the comfort or safety side of the house you uh, we've got about a minute left there dick on this segment any any comments on these uh, 26 or 20 uh, uh, innovations well yeah I'd, uh, I'd like to quickly build on it yeah along with all of these things I think one of the uh, ones that showed is a variable valve timing which is really good it's kind of like you've got your cams actually because of the way it's worked, it's like having selectable camshafts in a car or a motorcycle or whatever. It's really increased performance. And most of the engines in the cars nowadays, the internal combustion ones, they're not the regular auto cycle engine. They're using a thing called Atkinson cycle. Hmm. Yeah, which, okay. Well, let's save that discussion. Let's save that discussion running out of time here. Apologize for cutting you short. But uh, let's come back. Our topic today is understanding and misunderstanding of technology advancement. My guest today is Mr. Dick Ross, and we'll come back in, in a few minutes. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. We all know that today our country is in many ways run by vested interests which have accumulated large amounts of power for themselves and at our expense. But this can be changed by recognizing the problems and then by adopting libertarian solutions to address them. Tune into All Rise, the Libertarian Way with Judge Jim Gray. Judge Gray and his guests will discuss the problem areas of today and then present solutions that result in a better world for ourselves and and our children. Tune in Fridays at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. 
Although a controversial subject, one thing that seems to be proven is that cannabis has some incredible medical properties. Join Dr. Joe Rosado for Talk. We'll talk about medical cannabis through research from Dr. Joe over the last decade. Plus, groundbreaking news, inspiration, and education that will have you thinking about the industry differently. Featuring guests and advice from Dr. Joe. Talk airs live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to today, tomorrow's technologies at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, folks. This is uh, Jose Negron, your host for T3. We're talking about today understanding or misunderstanding technology advancement. Some folks like like the new gadgets. Other folks don't like the new gadgets. Some guys like the digitalization where we're going with uh, new automobiles or new motorcycles. I had an opportunity to take uh, two long trips uh, over the weekend and uh, I enjoyed riding my new car and I enjoyed riding my new motorcycle. And through that, well, that experience itself, I started thinking about what are the technologies in the new cars? What are the technologies in the new motorcycle? So my guest today is uh, Mr. Dick Ross, a uh, true uh, technology enthusiast. Uh, we're really uh, innovators as far as uh, uh, technology. We love to get our hands on new technology, and Dick and I have been sharing stories. Uh, we were initially talking about the uh, 26 uh, – top 26 automobile inventions of all times and also kind of compare that list with the 20 greatest in innovation and inventions of automobile engineering and I cut Dick off a little bit so I'd like to go back and talk about it uh, the story you were uh, sharing with the audience there Dick so let's uh, kind of bring him up to speed and then continue on okay well wh- where I was going is and it, it gets down in into kind of the mechanical side of it but it's something that people should know the the new internal combustion engines are um, yeah we've we've had uh, fuel in, uh, electronic fuel injection for oh two decade a uh, decade at least but now we've gone past that to fuel injection that's directly injected into the cylinder and uh, there's a few drawbacks but there's a lot of advantages and what that has done is we've adapted. World War II fighter technology. <laughs> As you said earlier, yeah. a lot of technologies were started quite a while ago. But anyway, now mm-hmm. we get a lot more power out of an engine 
and much better efficiency out of the engine than we did in the past. You take these that new uh, direct injection, and they modify the engine's cycle into a thing called the Atkinson cycle, and right. along with the variable valve timing, all of that bundled up means you get a lot more power out of your gallon of gas. Perfect. And yeah. mileage. The mileage is what's increasing. I That's do find right. it kind well, of yeah, they're, they're having to do that for, uh, for you know, for uh, mandated standards. Mandated standards. I, I just know that the trucks is one thing we can do a little bit better as far as the mileage is the tr- uh, the mileage on the trucks. I still don't think uh, they're putting out the total mileage that they can be, but there's higher torque, uh, more efficiency, uh, greater use. Uh, I, I don't know that. Uh, that uh, delta between uh, the use of the truck and its torque capability to pull, haul, and do the activities versus the mileage compensation, which I, I believe can be better. But then the well, trucks are heavier. See, a lot of this is just a, the physics. Trucks, yeah. the heavier the vehicle is, the more, the more power it takes to get it rolling. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. the more power you need, the more fuel has to go in. Yeah. And if you take a look at your new car and all that, and you go into the uh, econo mode or whatever, and it shows you what your instantaneous mileage is, yeah. you watch it when you're going up a hill and give it gas. It goes no, down to six miles goes, to a gallon. Think yeah, about, it goes down. Think if, if your car weighed 2,000 pounds more. Yep, yep, yep. No, that's uh, that's the reason I'm saying that uh, the uh, the need for the torque and the job that you're doing versus the uh, the mileage capability uh, capability or the gas guzzling uh, uh, item that you're doing. But uh, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about the as we continue to talk about the uh, motorcycles. I I'm sitting here uh, uh, thinking about the new suspension, uh, the new braking system, uh, the new headlights. Uh, uh, the overall uh, capacity and composition of that bike, uh, at least in a touring bike, because I'm not an off-roader like you are, uh, but I sense uh, a lot of new uh, uh, gadgets have uh, been put on these bikes. Uh, a lot uh, makes the, you know, from the seat to the radio boombox system, infotainment system now, they uh, kind of combine it to GPS capability. All that is wrapped up in one. Uh, the heated seats, the heated handlebars for the long cruise, uh, the comfort, the ability to move forward and take long rides and, and just enjoy yourself and enjoy the view. That's my perspective on a motorcycle. I know you and I have a big trip coming up in uh, June time frame from Reno to Rapid City and back uh, seeing some of the great monuments. I'm looking forward to that trip and hopefully we'll do some reporting on that. Uh, any comments on your side on your motorcycle and what you've noticed uh, from from the, the one you bought to where we're at today? Well, yeah, I've got two. two. I've got one that's almost 20 years old, which is my favorite. Uh, I like the fact that it doesn't have the new technology because uh, it is a very, very low-maintenance machine. Uh, then the newer one uh, that has a lot of digital capability, it's a, very, it's a good bike, too. But as we mentioned earlier, you've got to make sure you keep your battery tender on those things because they like to like to deplete the battery if you don't drive them real often and all that. But uh, the suspensions on the newer um, machines have, have really come along. Matter of fact, uh, uh, some uh, bikes are using, uh, and it's, it's not new technology, uh, it's, uh, it's just 
a, a better application of old technology from the 50s, there's a, a, a new front-end suspension that they're putting on some of the bikes, uh, which has yes. a kind of a leading, I can't remember the exact term for it, but instead of uh, classic telescopic front forks, it's got a different mechanical leveraging for the front suspension, and it has added uh, suspension advantages and handling advantages uh, to some of the newer motorcycles. Right, right. Uh, that's one thing I've noticed is the new suspension on the motorcycle gives you a better ride. Uh, the, uh, the wheels itself a little bit wider. Uh, the technology or the rubber itself, uh, the way it's made, the, the type of, uh, of wheel it is, uh, gives you a greater comfort. I, I was quite impressed by it. Uh, as I move towards, uh, as I look at the future of automobile, uh, we talk about what, what do we expect out of future automobiles because there's quite changes and uh, I think one of the biggest things that will change is our interaction with our own vehicle with uh, through voice command uh, they you know they're always saying don't text while you're driving don't call while you're driving but that voice interaction will continue to increase I think especially for the elderly uh, the map options uh, the ability to go from point A to point B I mean uh, very few people have maps or you know how to use a map uh, nowadays because they uh, just log into their cell phone or log into the uh, uh, the mapping system of the car and they go on. Uh, the uh, the uh, custom design vehicles, the ability to uh, uh, really uh, tailor your vehicle to, for, to your own personality continues to do that. Uh, there's something here called the brain-assisted vehicle. I guess that's the, the braking capability, uh, the ability to stop, the, the collision avoidance or the uh, power passing uh, indicators that you have uh, cars coming up or uh, some type of uh, um, information uh, detail to you that something's happening around you, so you ought to have caution. All these things are coming and being more mature. Uh, You know, the mechanics, uh, we talked a little bit about the software input and the diagnostics tools are better and better. And hopefully, uh, you know, the autonomous vehicles coming and, and that is continuing to increase. I mean, we already have the uh, taxis out there. We already have mining trucks out there. We already have bus lines out there that are using that. So uh, that is quite interesting. And then, of course, uh, you know, uh, some of the uh, own gadgets inside the vehicle to provide, uh, you know, uh, health monitoring while you're in the driver's seat or monitor your glucose or 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 just give you a, a quick recap of your health capability. The ability to use that type of technology in the future is critical and then of course the intelligent dashboard uh sometimes it overwhelms people sometimes it doesn't i know uh dick sometimes you're you're in favor of some of this new technology and as you said with your older bike you it's kind of uh it's refreshing to be by yourself and doing all those things that you used to do without any type of uh, electronic assistant uh you want to comment any more on that uh, well, it's just, uh, and actually, this uh, goes across to automotive and also. With all of these uh, new uh, uh, micro-electronic uh, kinds of sensors and processors and all that that we've added to our vehicles, along with uh, many uh, power-assisted features, you know, it's very, uh, it's very common you'll find 
14 to 16 electric, small electric motors, actuators or whatever, maybe even mm-hmm. 20 to 30 20. in a new vehicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you, when something does go wrong, it's not something you get your local mechanic to fix. So <laughs> that's one of the, well, that's one of the things I like about my old bike. It doesn't have any of that stuff. And there's, there's very little that can go wrong with it. Well, that makes you able to fix it uh, right away. Uh, for some of us, like I said, uh, I had some issues with my intercom system uh, between uh, the rider and the passengers. I've got to go back and fix that or try to fix it. Uh, I don't know if it was, uh, it was um, what is it, a button I for- forgot to put. Uh, push or is it something else and so those are things I'm going to have to take a look at Uh, but is it an internal problem or an external problem and that's what you're talking about well that that and the uh, the maintenance requirements you really do have Mm -hmm. to go to uh, um, uh, back to uh, almost manufacturer capable uh, or, or um, uh, maintenance on, on s- certain items. When things fail, when electronic network systems in a, a car start failing or one or two of them fail, that's not something that can be fixed by just anybody. And the parts right. to fix it are going to have to come right from the guy that manu- or from the company that manufactured the vehicle. So All right. it's, well, it's let causing me, uh... issues on uh, maybe you want to have... Uh, uh, that long-term maintenance policy in case this stuff starts failing. Right. Uh, Dick, one thing we failed to do is uh, you were going to tell me about a funny story on Alice uh, as she was riding her new vehicle. We've got a couple minutes, so you use a minute, and then I'll use a minute to wrap it up. Okay. Well, it's uh, the, the new vehicle purchase, I, I bought it for my wife, and uh, what I find uh, kind of interesting about it, the, the last one she had was very nice, but it was one of the one of the ones that was noted for having real high technology uh, package in it uh, that was too hard to use. Well, okay, she didn't know how to use ninety percent of the functions in the system, which was, I guess, all right. But now that with a new vehicle, it's kind of different. The new vehicle does so many things automatically; she's not sure what it's up to. And the thing that I really found funny was it's got this uh, lane departure alert. A lot of cars have that yeah, now. Yeah, and it just yeah. gives a subtle little beep, beep, beep. Well, she's cutting the corners on a, a, a two-lane, very curvy road uh, going to visit her sister. And this thing is just going beep, 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 beep. And it's just telling her every time that you're not staying in your lane, I said, geez, you get me for the way I drive? The car is <laughs> telling me you can't stay in your lane. Yeah, exactly. I, th- I found that kind of funny. No, that's it is funny. Uh, that is something. Mine always tells me to pull over and get a cup of coffee, so it's kind of interesting. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we were talking about uh, new technologies on uh, new automobiles and motorcycles. It's been a uh, I had a great uh, opportunity this past weekend to ride both of them uh, uh, long distance and play with the technology, the internal technology as well as the external technology, the safety features, the comfort features. Uh, it was just an enjoyable ride, so I would d- definitely do it again. We had the opportunity to talk about the 26 automobile innovations, uh, the 20 greatest innovations on the, just vehicles itself. It was fantastic. So as we move to our next program next week, I'd just like to reach out and thank my executive uh, producer, uh, D. Daniels, and, of course, my executive assistant, Alexandria Loreno. And until we see each other next week, uh, 
Just remember, uh, you're listening to the Lee Technology Show today, tomorrow's technology. This is your host, Jose Negron, bidding you goodbye. Thank you for listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. We hope you'll join your host, Jose Negron, for another exciting program next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Enjoy the rest of your week.